0: Welcome to another edition of the Liberation Sports Podcast, coming to y'all wherever you may be, however you may be listening. We definitely appreciate y'all for checking this out. Once again, man, the crew is here, ready to talk, ready to chop it up about the Memphis Tigers. Uh, Man, we're going to talk about everything that went down uh, and getting into the AAC tournament. A lot of stuff to get into. Of course, I am Josh Midget. The Liberation Sports crew is here, Justice Golden, Evan DeVolve. We're going to get right into it. Justice, man, let the people know how they can follow all the things Deliberation. We can get right into it.
1: They can follow us at Deliberation SP1. That's on Twitter. Also, Instagram and Facebook, Deliberation Sports Podcast. We have the Deliberation Sports community page where you can discuss all things sports. And if you want to subscribe, you can do so via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Absolutely, Just look forward
0: I'm sure somewhere sports in Podcast. the community, uh, Evan has something about the Raiders and Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm sure, it's gonna, you know I mean? I'm sure it's gonna be something on there. Uh, but that, that's a whole nother podcast, uh, right there, like that whole thing. I think he's a Grootie fan, also. But uh, all that being said, <laughs> putting that to the side, this is about the Tigers today. And uh, man, so this past weekend, senior day at FedEx Forum, uh, Tigers get the win, win by three over Tulsa to finish the regular season, heading into the AAC tournament this coming Thursday take it on to lane in the first day of the tournament uh, at 3 p.m. at FedEx Forum. Before we get to all that about the tournament and everything else, let's talk about the seniors because this is a very unique senior class. Um, we got here. Mostly Jucos and Jeremiah Martin, the Memphis born, Memphis bred, Memphis Tilly Dead, um, band from Mitchell High School, um, four sh- four year. Vet with the Memphis Tigers uh, as well, man. What what do you think about this mix of seniors, and um, what what have they meant, you know, to the program? I guess you could say. Let me start with Evan.
2: Well, to me, a lot of people will say that hey, this group, uh, you know, probably the, the fans who really didn't pay attention will say that this group brought the program down. But if you remember when they came in, the program was already down. Uh, to me, they kept the program at bay uh, At where it was I wouldn't say they uplifted it a lot But they kept it at bay because a lot of times Really too many times When the previous coaching staff like we had Fumbled a lot of good Recruiting classes I mean, your your program could really fall To the ground, kind of like a DePaul So this this team Kept the program at bay They went 19-12 and 12 in both of their regular Seasons, that's not bad uh, they went 38 and 24 over their two regular seasons. Uh, so, to me, this team, it kind of kept the program, maybe not nationally relevant, but they kept the program relevant still because it didn't just bottom it out. Now, I, I like to go through our seniors, man. First, I want to start off with Kareem Brew. Uh, that was a guy to me who, when Jeremiah Martin got hurt last year, he kind of stepped into the former role and he did really well. Uh, we won, like, four out of our last five games to end the season. And he's a guy who's just really consistent, man. He averaged uh 8.7 points a game this year. Uh, he averaged 9.1 last year uh, under Tubby Smith. And over his career, he's at 8.9, 9 points a game. Uh, that's not bad for a guy who came out of the junior college ranks. I also look at Mike Parks, who's the guy who probably took the biggest hit of the Tubby Smith uh with Tubby Smith leaving. He's a guy who averaged 5.8 points a game this year, 8.1 under Tubby, and I believe if you look at his conference stats last year, he probably averaged between 12 and 13 in the AAC play. Um, his This fast pace really didn't really fit him. He had to lose a lot of weight, uh, but he was a guy last year that played really well. Man, I think he still had a, a really good career with the University of Memphis. You look at a guy like Rainier Thorpe, this year, he actually, his average is actually went up. He averaged 7.5 this year uh, under Tubby. When Tubby was working on his shot, he had to change it. He averaged 5.4. Uh, that's right at 6.4 points a game of his career, man. So he kind of benefited the most out of the change with Penny. Uh, he's played very well. He's actually played way better under Penny than he did Tubby. So I think he's probably out of the Juco players the one who benefited the most. Then you got Kevin Davenport. Uh, he was probably the most talented out of the bunch who came. Um, of course, Malik Rose came, but he <laughs> he, he really didn't no, count, I mean, man. He was, in. Man. but Keith uh, Davenport. Leave? yeah, yeah, Malik, man. <laughs> he he <laughs> averaged thirteen point two this year and thirteen point three last year. So he averaged right at thirteen point two a game. I think that's always going to be a guy who you say that if he had just gave it a little bit more. If his motor was turned up a little bit higher, he could have been a 17- to 18-point game player. Uh, but still, for a guy who came out the JUCO ranks, Keevan came out producing immediately. That's what I remember Keevan as. You always hear, usually by conference play, JUCO players will start getting the rhythm. This guy came out from the first game against LeMondon in the exhibition game, bustle, And he was always going to be a guy with high upside. And it just have not harnessed all the way. But hopefully, we can see that turn out in the AAC conference, man. And last but certainly not least, as you say, our very own Jeremiah Martin, uh, his first year, he averaged 2.7. Second year, he averaged 10.3. Third year, 18.9. Fourth year, 19.7. He averaged right at 13 points a game. But if you look at his last two years, he averaged 19.3. So his last two years, he was almost a 20-point-per-game scorer, man. He's just a guy who, when Josh Pastner left and the Lawson's left, he was the only one by himself left over. And he just decided to put the team on his back. A lot of people were trying to figure out, was this team better with him off the ball or on the ball? I think they saw both years this team was better when Jeremiah Martin had the ball in his hand. So when you look at this senior class, they're not the senior class who you'll say, hey, this this, this senior class made it to the Sweet 16." This senior class made it to the NCAA, well hopefully we can say they made it to the NCAA tournament, but they had a deep turning run. I think this would be a senior class that just kept the University of Memphis at bay. And it's a senior class that included one of the best Tigers of all time, and that's in Jeremiah Martin.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, man. Justice, how you feeling about that uh, breakdown that Evan did, man? How you feel about, about the senior class?
1: Well, I think when you look at the seniors, first off, you got to give credit to Penny Hardaway and his staff because it may not jump out at us, but the development of, and we talked about this, right near Thornton, in my opinion, has been the biggest reason why they've been able to play well as of late, along with Jeremiah Martin, who, if you look early, he didn't actually lead the Tigers in scoring until game eight, and that's when they were 4-4. and So since then, I guarantee you, his average has been uh, well north of of 20 points a game that we know during the month of February he averaged 30 a game. So uh, the Jeremiah Martin who started off the season, even the Jeremiah Martin who played last year, this is a new Jeremiah Martin under Penny Hardaway. And I think his staff uh, has to get credit for player development because what we've seen out of Martin is just exceptional. He's had one of the better single seasons I've seen Uh, period in, in a player at the University of Memphis and especially he's gotten better as the season has gone along and that's what you're usually looking for a team You're looking for a team to improve. And so when you talk about Kareem Bruton, I think he was a guy who, if we can remember last year, he emerged as one of those go-to guys late in games. He hit the game winner against Temple and then, of course, in the conference tournament to send them to the semifinals against Cincinnati. While his numbers aren't as high, eight points, uh, three boards, two and a half assists, one and a half steals, the percentages for me with Kareem Bruton, he's 49% from the field, 72% from the free throw line, and 33% from three. Uh, that's right about where you want your guards to be. Um, Of course, Davenport is the one guy on the team that I think had potential to go out and really put up big numbers, but we only saw it in flashes. Against Tennessee, of course, 34 13 rebound game, and then I know he had a big double-double to start the season against Texas or Tennessee Tech. But overall, uh, the staff has gotten some things that they wanted to get out of Kevin Davenport. I think a lot of things that he didn't give were more so him mentally. And we heard more about it in that interview uh, he recently did with one of the local publications, and how much it bothered him that uh Kareem Azab is no longer here. So that's the uh the Tigers uh, junior who passed away during the season uh, in a battle with uh, leukemia. So this team dealt with some adversity, uh, the seniors especially, especially those guys who were here last year when Kareem Mazab was there, who got a chance to see him get a a chance to play in that first game, and then for him to come back and no longer uh, be here with us. I think they went through some adversity as a team, and when you really look at this group, especially the group of seniors, you can see a lot more calmness uh, amongst them when they're on the floor late in games. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this season moving forward. And it alluded to it. Uh, Mike Parks has struggled a bit with the, with the in system, um, them asking him to do more in terms of running up and down the floor. He's probably been the one that's, that's giving them the least. But on the flip side of it, uh, we've seen the emergence late of other guys who have have been able to help them, such as Antoine Jones and such as Isaiah Maurice. But all in all, I think the senior class has been solid. Uh, They weren't brought in to be the best players in the country, the four-stars or five-stars, but I think each of them in their own way has fulfilled a role at a crucial time because if you remember, Penny Hardaway started off the season and it was all the young guys. But what he quickly found out is I got to go back to the guys who have been there and done it. And then that's when the team starts to take a turn. I think if we start out the season with the seniors playing early, this may be a team that you're looking up right now. Instead of them having 19 wins, they could have 21-22.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's the point. I think, to me, at the end of the day, this senior group did what, like, you know, kind of what Justice alluded to, what they were supposed to do, and that is kind of get this program back on stable footing. This wasn't a class that was supposed to come in and dominate and win national championships and make the Elite Eight Bones. It was a class to get the program back on stable footing to where they can build a decent foundation for the future. And I think they've done that job, I feel like, um, going forward here. Uh,
2: Yeah, they they kept things in back. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: That's that's, that's what they were brought in for, man. I I agree.
0: They did a good job, man. So I'm going to ask you one one last question as far as to see concerned, and mainly with Jeremiah Martin. What is his legacy with the Memphis Tigers? How should he be remembered as a Memphis Tiger? I know everybody says he's great, things of that nature. I've heard some varying opinions about his career. It's like, yeah, it's been good, but it doesn't deserve to be jersey retirement type of deal how 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 do you feel how do you guys feel about that uh start with Evan on
2: that uh when I think of Jeremiah Martin I just think of a fighter uh in today's basketball world when you got parents condoning kids transferring at the first sign of adversity uh, really not teaching their kids to stay through things and and kind of be men and learn in life that sometimes things not going to go your way. You can't run and quit at the first sign of adversity. Uh, Jeremiah Martin, he's the definition of a fighter. He could have transferred to any program in the country and put up numbers and, and been on the NCAA tournament team two years in a row. Instead, he decided to stay. He decided to stay. And if you remember, Tubby had to save him one time, but he still decided to be a Tiger. Yep. And what you get is you get the kind of runs he had lately. Averaging 30 points in a freaking month. Uh, you get to become a beloved hometown hero. Uh, From for now on, for the rest of his life, whenever he walks through the city, he'll be known as a Tiger legend. So to me, you might not say his numbers are Jersey retiring type of numbers, but for what he stood for in the time of, of, of where Tiger basketball it's probably on the most unstable ground we've seen it in in the past 15 to 17 years. That is jersey return worthy to me. So when I think of Jeremiah Martin, I just think of a fighter. I think of a guy who got better year after year. And I just think of a guy who just loved Memphis basketball. And I promise you, man, I wouldn't love to see nothing more than see him play in the NCAA tournament last year. No question. Justice, what's your name? Well, I mean, there's
1: a couple of words to come to mind when I think of Jeremiah Martin. Uh, obviously, loyalty is, is one of them, but I'll just say it like this. Memphis. Jeremiah Martin is Memphis. Me- he's Memphis in a microcosm because a lot of times, as, as Evan alluded to, when people go through adversity, that's when you see them really show their true colors, when everybody is 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 jumping ship. You know, We let's remember Dedrick Lawson, KJ Lawson, uh, you know they were a couple of backbones of the team. They left. Yeah. Uh, Markell Crawford was a senior, uh, and I know you know we we Evan didn't mention any names, but these were guys that were critical of a, of a part of the program at the time when Tubby took over. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Nick Marshall, he transferred. Uh, there, you know everybody was was leaving, and uh, you know even when you think back to this past summer, Jamal Johnson, David Nickleberry. Uh, you think about the coaches who have been there, Josh Pastor. Uh, Tubby Smith. Despite it all, through it all, Jeremiah Martin has been the one constant over the past four years. Even as a freshman, when he was playing and they decided to bring in Sam Craft off the football team and he played ahead of Jeremiah Martin, Jeremiah Martin still stuck around. So this is a kid who has been up through the fire. Uh, Mitchell Road High School is just a school that produces tough ballers. And whether it was Andre Turner, whether it was uh, Curtis Green, Thaddeus Young, uh, I mean, Eric Bugs, who actually started at <laughs> White Station. Uh, I mean, that school has just produced ballers. But uh, Brandon Powell, uh, Ken Torrey, I mean, they're just Lewis McCaster. There's just a ton of guys that came out of Mitchell High School that were tough guys. Jeremiah Martin represents that. Uh, the old school coaching that you had with Tim Morgan was back there before he made his way to the uh, Memphis State staff under Larry Finch. So, Jeremiah Martin is just a tough guy. He's not a quitter. And if any players could take a lesson from him, it would be to, to, when adversity is at its worst, when the times are at its worst, he stuck around and he hung with Memphis. And so for that, whether it's a retirement, I think he deserves everything because, like like Evan mentioned, he will always be a Tiger legend. He will always have the red carpet. He will always get the free food and all that
0: because,
2: he stuck around. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely most. man. I knew, I knew Evan would dig the Mitchell thing as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I do want to say something. Yeah. Um, and I know this is a Tiger farewell, and hell, if it, if it's too much, edit it out. But I'm saying, when you throw out these guys' names who transferred, I, I don't too much agree with it, especially a certain two in the losses. Because there were things behind the scenes that were done that a lot of people are probably not privy to. And, and I probably would have transferred to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- it's not like they quit on the program. Uh, and, and let's not take away the fact that when you have people publicly bashing them, yeah, these are still kids. Uh, grown people who I just call idiots. Uh, then... We could talk. We are all Memphis fans. We all love Memphis, but some things are are, are distasteful, and, and at the end of the day, you got to make the decisions that are best for you and your family. And uh, with, with you being a Big Twelve newcomer of the year, yep. you're on NBA draft boards and first time all first team all Big Twelve. All right, who's to argue with that decision?
0: Yeah, he was right there for a Big Twelve Player of the Year uh, with Culliver It makes no mistake about it. D.J. Lawson was the best
1: player in the American Conference when he left. He was going to be the best player wherever he went. And Evan is right. He's got a point. But if you think about it, even look now, and there are people that will publicly criticize Tyler Harris or Alex Lovacs. And and so that part we know is not going to change about the Memphis fan When times are down... They are going to criticize certain players. You can go on the 8,000-member Facebook group today and see a thread uh, from, I don't uh, what, should I name him? Finn, uh, he loves to talk and just throw these things out there. so You can certainly find something out there, But uh, and not to put the guys down who left, but it, it's just a fact in terms of who transferred. I can only talk about the facts In terms of who transferred Not necessarily why they transferred And I understand there's some things That we're not going to get into But the one thing we do know Is that Jeremiah Martin That's true the That's American a great way stage. to put
0: it um, And about that group Justice, I agree And I saw somebody that hates uh, Matlock uh, Tony Matlock for whatever reason It's it's, 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 a, it's an insane man. But that's kind of what comes with Memphis It comes with the Memphis culture And the Memphis basketball experience uh, as well, man. But speaking of Memphis basketball, uh, this is the end of the season. Regular season's over. Heading into the AAC tournament, Tigers are the five seed. Uh, they gotta win four games in four days. Um, arguably, you know, I, you know, most people believe they have to do this in order to make the NCAA tournament. Win the conference tournament, guys. How we feeling about the conference tournament? AAC seems like it may be as tough as it's ever been in this existence as a conference from top to bottom, uh, when it comes to depth. Um, so what are the Tigers chances in the AAC tournament, uh, this coming week, starting this Thursday, uh, whoever wants to take that? Well, I'll say
1: this, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to win four games in four days. You start out with central Florida, a team that you've beaten in Memphis, uh, lost to on the road. Uh, when you talk about them, there's three people you gotta be aware of. BJ Taylor, uh Dawkins, uh who's a coach's son, and also uh talk about the Quick correction. Ball. So uh they I actually play career. Yeah, they played Tulane. Yeah. Oh oh, Tulane, Tulane. And then if you uh, it's I'm assuming you see, yeah. they defeat Tulane mm-hmm. who they beat handling down in yeah. Tulane. Then you're looking at yeah. UCF in the quarterfinals. So assuming that they beat Tulane day one and they get to UCF, which would be a tougher battle. Yeah. UCF's basically waiting in the wings for you. Uh, then I would think that the Tigers need to go back to what they did in that first game and really attack Taco Fall, make him move, use his man, whoever's guarding him, whether that be Maurice or uh, Parks, put, them, put him in screen and roll situations where he has to move. And and have that guy screen Jeremiah Martin. So if Martin gets open, Taco's not gonna come out the lane. He should have an open shot or an open drive to the basket. But I just think they need to take Dawkins out of the game. I think if you can take Dawkins out, for UCF you can beat them. But it's gonna be tough because if you get past them, you gotta play a Houston team who is loaded. And. You know, they just put a whooping on somebody. So, uh, you know, when you look at Davis and, and, uh, you know, Amari and those guys, I mean, they're really good. They're well coached. It's going to be tough. Uh, The chances that they can win four games in two days or four days are about as slim as uh, Memphis slim. But they got a shot. If they can play well and get that home crowd behind them, uh, Keep have their main players play well. Well, the X-Factors, they have to be keeping Davenport uh Kareem Bruton and Antoine Jones because those are the three guys who haven't given them the strongest consistent production throughout the season uh, Jeremiah Martin is going to be here we know that uh, You know, I would expect Tyler Harris to actually play well at home in a tournament like setting I think this tournament setting suits Tyler Harris and I also expect a to give them something. His role has been diminished somewhat, but I do think that now these freshmen are starting to look more like sophomores in terms of their body language, their composure on the floor. And I've seen some things out of them I like. And I've also seen uh, uh, Isaiah Maurice improve. So it's going to be tough. I can't say that I see them winning
0: four games in four days, but if anybody can do it, and it's the a guys team led by gets in on this. I have a feeling, and I'm glad you hit on Tyler, man. I got a feeling he could hit one of these runs, man, in this tournament. Um, It was good to see him finish the season on a good note. uh, The Tulsa game, hitting some shots, looking pretty good. I got a feeling, like you said, in this type of situation, I feel like he could really uh, go off and be that spark plug. But, uh, Evan, what what say you?
2: I think I could win it. I really do. The first game against Tulane, what you need to do is put them to put them bed early. Get your starters rest because 24 hours later, they got a top 25 team coming in the building. All right, and, and and definitely they're going to be watching film and their coaches are going to be at the game versus Tulane because you can never scout a team too much. Yeah. Uh, that second game against UCF, you're going to have to fight. B.J. Taylor's and Dawkins, those, those wings don't like physicality. That's why they played so terrible the first game against us here. They don't like physicality. If you sit down in your defensive stance, move your feet, have body-to-body contact with them while they're driving to the lanes, they will become jump shooters. You can just hope that their jump shots is off. I think you get past UCF with ease. I really do. Against mm-hmm. yes, Houston, you're going to have to make it up brawl. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to have that, that demeanor where – Screw my language. Your ass not coming in my house and beating me. Period. Like, the X and O's are out the window in this AAC tournament. Period. The systems are implemented. Either you're going to say you're not coming in my house and beat me, or you'll never make the NCAA tournament as a college player. None of these teams, and even if you get past Houston, at the championship game, you're either going to have Cincinnati or Temple. Cincinnati's playing for seed. Temple is in the NCAA tournament now. If they make it to the championship game, I'm pretty sure they'll be in. But they're fighting to, all, to, to solidify, solidify themselves all the way. It's going to have to take fight. I'm not a big guy who's going to have to say, oh, a guy got to get off. A guy got to do this. We all know everybody got to play well. But we, we don't have no problem with scoring. We have a problem with if we score 90, somebody else score 90. We have to play some defense. So if we defend and rebound, let that home crowd get behind us, I don't think it's a team in this conference who we can't beat in this tournament. And that's including Houston. Don't have to fight, man. I don't care about Houston. Whatever. Okay. Houston got smacked by UCL, a team that we smacked. That's true. Like, Houston got beat by Temple, a team that we beat. That's true. Like, in that second half against Houston, we played with Houston. So, you got to fight, man. The, the, the X's and O's are out the window, man. Do you want it or not? We're going to see it come Thursday.
0: Yeah, man. See, that's the thing that kind of concerns me because you saw in stretches, and hopefully they've kind of grown from that. You see this team's grown throughout the year. But even the seniors, they give, they'll have these stretches like Mike Parks and, and Davenport will have these inexplicable stretches where you just cannot explain the lack of attention to detail or what, I'm not even sure what it is the, you know, you space out sometimes. It's not a knock on those guys, but it just happens at the wrong time because you need them everybody to play their role and be that guy uh, or else you,
1: yeah or, or Josh, Josh let me say this if if they go spaced out or anything like that occurs during yes. this tournament then you just don't want it so Mike Clark uh, keeping keep Davenport this is now the time where you step up this is when players names are made when it yep. matters most when all eyes are on there may have been Tiger fans that missed the whole season but come tournament time your life is on the line. This is win or go home. This is loser leave town type of situation. So you've got to bring it. you got to leave it on the floor, whether it's you want to put it on the line for Kareem, you want to put it on the line for, for family, whoever you want to put it on the line for. This
0: Man, is the time
2: when you got to I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, but just these throw down references and loser leave town sound like I'm going to turn the FedEx form into the Mid-South Coliseum uh, for Memphis. That's it. This is wrestling. This is this
1: is wrestling. This is this is a wrestling match. This is bring Jerry Lawler out the back and uh, uh, drop the uh, the power bomb or or the power driver. Definitely,
0: definitely.
2: I mean, I wasn't gonna say wrestling, but if y'all want to put it that, that's cool. (laughs) I I was just gonna say, man. Too many times in the paint, we get pumped. Yeah. it is what it is. Man, you got if you got to, you got to knock somebody's teeth out. Period. Like, you cannot continue to get pushed. You got to bow. You got to hold shorts. You got to give little shots in the reel. You got to play as legally dirty as you can against teams like Houston and Cincinnati, or they will bury you in the paint. Period. So, it ain't about X's and O's. <laughs> Man. It's about hard, man. Who wanted the most? Like, that's what it's gonna come down to. If yeah. we go out and get killed on the glass against Cincinnati again, guess what's gonna happen? We're gonna lose again. Yep. If we decide we Isaiah Maurice, Mike Parks, Kevin Davenport, man, y'all gonna have to bang. One thing that I did not like, and I know this is senior edition, I did not like the fact that it took a freshman to sit down on Cumberland. Get physical with him, and say, "Hey, man, I don't care if I fire you or not. You're not seeing this ball go through the hole, no." And you saw his teammates ran up to in Cumberland's defense, and so, get up on me, bro. We ain't having it tonight. And you see, Cumberland became a jump shooter after that. Yep. You gotta get. That's my thing. If we yep. physical, uh, we gonna turn up come Sunday because we come down next conference champs. I firmly believe that. Oh yeah,
1: well I remember that game that when when uh his teammates ran up, they it's had the same Cumberland like Roger <laughs> Pack. Uh, yeah uh it. Antoine Jones was in it. But we needed Evan yeah. uh, we needed Rainier Thornton to be in him like that because he started walking in the shots from deep, getting into the paint, going right or left. Uh you can't allow a player a player to go where he wants to go. So it's gonna be interesting, starting against Tulane if they come out and set the tone. That's gonna tell us a lot about this team. If they come out and they struggle against Tulane or they don't put them away early, then that's extra energy that Jeremiah Martin or the rest of the guys say. they need to put Tulane away early and get prepared for what's going to be a tough, tough UCF game. But they need to they need to come out and they need to bury uh, Tulane if they want to show that
2: they're capable of making Let's, do predictions, Let's do predictions real quick. Let's do predictions real quick. Just what you got them going. I got them, I got them winning. It all. What you got? I got them in the conference. Finals. No, 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 After no, no. That, we need a prediction.
1: <laughs> I predict that Memphis will advance to the uh, American Athletic Conference championship and we're game. To lose, uh, and they will. Ooh, that's a tough one. I got them. Okay, got so you're in the NIT team
2: because yeah. they need to win it to go to the. League.
1: I, I got them. I got them going down in the, in the championship game to uh, Cincinnati, but I guess I have to stick with my original prediction because I pre- d- predicted it. I say yeah, you you right they, they played play with Cincinnati. They're
2: not losing to them three so, times. Uh, it doesn't you, happen.
1: Yeah, you well, well. I mean, it won't it's be the, the first time. That's 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 I mean, we team ain't mean, got, got no, best teams just, in that team ain't
2: got Kenya Martin on it
1: True. That, that well, no, the team that we lost to had Dick Van Exel on it. I mean, this team doesn't. But they do have uh, a couple of guys by the name of Kane, Broom, and uh, Justin Jennifer that are left-handers. All right, here we go. I'm going to stick with my prediction. The Tigers will go four games, and they will lose in the conference championship. What you
0: got, y'all? All I got to say is, I ain't letting a dude named Jennifer beat me three times. Facts. You You can't, you cannot, don't even mention no dude named Jennifer in the same breath as Nick Van Axel or Kenny Martin or any of those stuff. What well, what
1: what about what about Blunt? What about Blunt? You let well, a guy named Blunt beat. beat you four times uh, back in 1994.
2: I can see a different Blunt in you four times.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd rather get beat. That,
0: what was that? Corey that, Blunt? What was yeah. his name? Corey? Uh, Big dude, Corey look, look blunt. I'd rather Come get on, beat man. by Blunt than beat by Jennifer. You know, that's just me. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or what about, about well, swept by look. broom?
0: All, the, all these, little, these little acronyms. All I know is the Tigers are going to make a run you know what I mean, to the conference finals and they will beat whoever is there. And I'm going to no. tell you this. Upset City. I don't think Cincinnati's going to make it. I think they're going to get upset by somebody. Temple. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: Temple. Yeah. Temple. It- yeah.
1: Well, it, it, if, Memphis, if Memphis plays Temple in the championship game, I got to win <laughs> it. But it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, of course, you know, the the on the fan side, you want to see them win. But it, it's, it's going to be tough. It's to, the toughest game is going to be that semifinal game, but they can get oh, yeah. there against Houston. That's going to be the game. Whoever wins that game will, will yeah. probably I, win the conference championship. So, but I, I still, I got to go with, I got to go with the late prediction, which is them losing in the conference title game. But yeah, it's hard to pick against a Memphis team that makes it to the championship game. All right, game. well, all right, I'm, I'm it staying. Is, man,
0: um, you know, just got them losing to Jennifer and them in the finals. Um, you know what I mean? But. Keisha and Tamika <laughs> and Shanika and man. Man. But hey, now, okay, last quick question. I know we got to go. NIT versus NCAA tournament. How crucial is it that this team makes the NCAA tournament? Is it essential? Is it must, this must happen? Or is NIT a huge disappointment ever?
2: Uh, for the seniors, it's a huge thing, man, uh, because they want to get to an NCAA tournament in their college career. But if we're talking about as a program, uh, any postseason play, not like a CBI or anything like that. Any relevant postseason play such as NIT or the NCAA tournament is an accomplishment. They're going to make the NIT NIT, whether they lose in the first round or if they lose in the last game of the the AAC tournament. They are solidified as an NIT team. So the fact that you have postseason play for the first time in four or five years, that's an accomplishment in itself because you got to take steps forward. You're not just going to make a huge lunge to a final four. So I think that it's not a must that they make the instant overtime tournament for the seniors, it is, but as a program, you're taking steps forward going to an NIT. <laughs> All right,
0: Justice.
1: Well, I, I'll say this. I'll say this two things. Number one, if you want to be back on the map in 10 days, then uh, or a week uh, this, this coming Sunday, for the program, it is essential. That you make it to the NCAA tournament. If you want to be back on the map immediately, because when your name is called, when the people get to talk for a week, there's a frenzy like none other. And and Memphis is one of those hotbeds throughout the country that it's just crazy. But overall, much of the work was done uh, securing the services of James Wiseman, of DJ Jeffries, and of Damian Bach. So uh, you know, once, once you got those guys, then everything else is, is just and, and Malcolm Daniels. So everything else is gravy at this point in terms of where the program is headed because you're going to be a preseason top 25 team once you bring those guys in. I'm pretty sure of it. But if you want to be back on the map ASAP, win the conference tournament, send Jeremiah Martin to the NCAA tournament, and then it's going to be a big celebration. And that, that thing Evan talked about, hanging up his jersey, they're going to hang his jersey up in the rafters
0: if he takes a yeah, to the NCAA man, tournament. I think that is an appropriate place to, uh, to close out this edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Uh, man, a lot of stuff we got to today. AAC tournament, uh, tigers re- senior review uh for the senior class, man. we appreciate y'all checking this out, taking a listen, and taking time out of your day to subscribe, download. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't just listen, but subscribe, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, give us a ratings and review. If you enjoyed the show as well as um, and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, just, just let us know uh, where they can do all that and follow the show. As
1: always, they can follow us on Twitter, Deliberation SP1, Facebook, and Instagram, Deliberation Sports Podcast. We got the uh, Deliberation Sports Community Group. If you want to voice your feedback, if you want to crown us or down us, you can go there. And then not, last but not least, uh, you can subscribe uh Apple Podcasts, uh Google Podcast, Anchor, which it seems to be the uh, app that everybody loves. That's it, and, man. Uh, if you're going to download us, down
0: just remember Evan, went, you know, he's from Mitchell. He's knocking teeth out. <laughs> just keep that in mind. You know, for you. Hey, In the words
1: of players, Player Fly, Buster right. should be crowning me. Zuckers that's
0: it, that's it man. And, uh, that's going to do it, man. So until next time, I'm Josh Midget, along with Evan DeVoe, Justice Bowden, the Liberation Sports crew. Until next time, we up.